What's going on, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to episode 13 of the Duality Podcast, where our motto is living comfortably uncomfortable. My name is Ian Perez, joined by Victor Rivera, Jonathan Mercado, and Chris Zora. We're four ordinary dudes with extraordinary dreams. Mr. Jonathan, take it away, man. What's up, everyone? Hey, shout out to the Dudality crew. I felt like we crushed it. I felt like we're finding the rhythm. I, I feel like the podcast is flowing. I don't know about you guys, but early on, it was trash. You suck. I mean, to be expected, right? <laughs> I mean, that's something mentally you're going in when you're starting something new. You have to know you are going to suck. Like, that has to be in the back of your head. Like, okay, I know I'm going to suck, but I need, we're going to get better over time. I feel like a lot of people miss that. Mm-hmm. They're too scared to get to that point. Uh, they're too, too scared to even try. <laughs> so the, for you guys to know that we suck and for you guys to keep, you know, pushing forward to get better and improving – it's only another um, another key that what this podcast is about. It's about improving, being uncomfortable. What's what's our saying, Chris? Say it, brother. Because since you came being up comfortably saying, uncomfortable, being comfortably uncomfortable, and I almost had pushback because I couldn't say it. <laughs> I was like, Chris, I don't know if that should it's be a tongue awesome. twister. <laughs> <laughs> because I already have a speech impediment as as it is. And you put that in there. I was like, uh, you want me to say that live? <laughs> I was like, okay. I won't take my tongue trying to say it. I'm going to avoid saying it as much as possible. <laughs> <laughs> but, hey, fellas, um, how was y'all's week? Uh, it was good, man. It was good. It, I, I thought it felt like it went by fast. Like, uh, it went by quick. I don't know it's the uh, middle of like, doing stuff at the house with the kids. Um, but I was... T- be honest, I'm still trying to recover from uh, spring break, man. I was, t- I feel like I was still in spring break mode. I try to do some work, and that's like uh, time wise, it was still kind of off. And I'm like, God dang, I told, told my wife, like, man, this week is really grind time. I, I gotta get it together. <laughs> it's an important um, week for siege for Camp Glass, yeah, right? We got yeah. a promotion coming up, right? It's time to like, hey, we need to actually do some work. So today was actually a, one of the good days. I was like, I actually sat down, like, okay, I'm gonna knock a couple things out straight hour boom 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 i did what i wanted to do today so it was good and i got time with time in but um yeah I felt it went fast and i think like as i think when spring comes like spring summer i feel like that moment of the year it goes like super quick i don't know why the fun because it's fun probably yeah <laughs> <laughs> it goes by fast fun always goes by fast yeah we were just talking about i felt like we just did our podcast yesterday we did. yeah man like that we literally Crazy. said that like didn't we just do our podcast yesterday? That's how I think it's because we, we did it. We didn't do it. Remember, we didn't do it on Sunday. We did oh, it during the week. Yeah. We so it fell. recorded on a Wednesday. Yeah. yeah, I think it was Tuesday. That yeah. That makes sense. I was wondering. Yeah. I was like, why does it feel like we just we did, did it? Because we did. Because we did. Because that was actual the truth. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. That makes sense. I didn't even think about that. <laughs> Chris, what's up, man? Yeah, I agree. Um, The week did seem to go by really fast. Um, I think it just, I had so many different things going on that I didn't even have a, like, a second to just like chill. So it just kept, it just went by real fast and, until last night when we all got together and, and watched the fight, yeah, which was nice to just kind of, oh, well, yeah, I watched the fight. You guys, <laughs> not, not as much. I mean, you, I watched that whole 30 you, seconds. I, I don't know. Oh, like, you and yeah. like a UFC fighter guys. I was just holding the fight because I wanted people over. <laughs> I just love having people over. 
but it's good to just chill and just hang out with people. Yeah, no, for sure. Um, we played a cornhole, and unfortunately, it was tied up. Right, I lost the first one. We run, me and Chris were on teams, and Victor, I mean, and um, Ian and my homeboy Matteo, they were on teams. Victor didn't unfortunately get put. Victor, what, what are you on? Victor what was on game one. I, I was on game one, one and then I, I was, I was just roaming around and hanging good. out. You didn't do good at cornhole when it's a shooting game because you love basketball. But you know what? Besides the point, yeah, you did suck at cornhole. I didn't know what I was playing. Like, I didn't know the rules. I didn't know nothing. I was just throwing yeah, beanbags so, yeah, in the I, air. So. <laughs> he was like his son, just trying to throw the, <laughs> the best. <laughs> yeah. But I do want to give credit to Victor because uh, we played basketball this past weekend for the trainers. And our trainers are pretty good at basketball. Like we, have, like our area, <laughs> we have some pretty good basketball players on our team. Oh, they're above average, hundred percent. Yeah, no, for sure. And normally, I'm, I might break some, right? But then if I get going, it's like game over. I'll take, I can take over. So me and Victor, you know, Victor is always pass first, fundamentals. Like you want Victor on your team, Magic Johnson. So he's like always passes me the ball. I break a couple. He's thinking in his head, all right, Johnson's going to make something. Well, Johnson didn't make nothing for two hours. Straight Dude, man. <laughs> you it was terrible. Left me wide open, and I'm going to just miss it. So they just started and backing it, off for me to shoot. And, and we, we have, like, a little rivalry with the other trainer because I was like, I, I want to be him. Like, I want to yeah, go be on Sergio. here. Like, yeah. yeah, I want to be Sergio, too. <laughs> yeah. They're just good, man. So that's why I picked uh, Jonathan. Nice Jonathan. We're going to get this, this win oh, right yeah, here. We would have destroyed him if Jonathan was actually <laughs> there today and you i wasn't missing like i think i missed no. maybe one or two shots i was like i don't even everything know why you kept in. passing me the ball like <laughs> you were hot like just take over brother because if the if the situation was flipped i'm going to be honest if you're bricking i'm going to tell you victor i'm not passing you the ball but victor's not he's not victor can't pass me the ball dude i even try to get you a layup i remember like i drove i got those the two guys to draw it to me and then i like a no look like drop you were like under the basket smoked still it. missed <laughs> smoked it so yeah. then i forgot it's been so long i haven't i, I actually put my contacts on bro my, think, my, think. My, my 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 vision my my distance everything yeah. was i was wondering i was like john i don't miss like this like i was so upset at myself and i was like oh okay i put my contacts on i need to make an adjustment but that adjustment never happened I felt bad for Vic because we really wanted to destroy the other teammates. And and you know what? We were like, lost. and we had we lost like one point, two point, we two points because it was up. Yeah, but we would have won easily. I missed maybe. I was I was shooting for like five percent, <laughs> like over <laughs> like forty. <laughs> and I was I kept telling Vic at the beginning. Of course, I was like, oh wait till it goes in. Like what? Wait till it goes in. He's like, okay. <laughs> it never, never went, went in. Never went in. <laughs> Sorry, Vic. Sorry, Vic. Sorry, brother. I love you so it, much. It was an anomaly. Yeah, it was. <laughs> the shit won't happen again. Ominous. I was so That's upset at myself. I told my wife. <laughs> Babe, I can't play anymore. I'm hanging up the sneakers. <laughs> Ian, what's up, man? What'd you do this past week? Uh, Past week, just getting back in the rhythm. Kind of like Vic from, from uh, spring break. Uh, Daughter's been in volleyball. So we've been practicing there. Uh, other than that, I'm just waiting for this baby to drop, man. Like I know your wife is like, like I saw we saw her yesterday. She's she's ready, man. She's like, oh, she's I'm been going ready in. for like two weeks. Yeah, I email the doctor. Hey, doc, can we get this baby up and ready? He's like, nah, we gotta wait for a couple months. 
So, yeah, some doctors won't won't won't, won't get you. They'll, they'll wait to like the very oh, end. They'll wait to last. Yeah, yeah. yeah. always. And like we're supposed to like the delivery dates a week before the original one, and she's measuring a week ahead already. So I'm like, sorry, babe. I just I make big babies. I'm my bad. At this point, the baby could come whenever. <laughs> now, right? Yeah. <laughs> I think that's what she's afraid of too. <laughs> the big so, baby. While we were setting up, like twenty minutes to the podcast, she calls. Oh I didn't know God. who it was, but I see this fool's face like as if he saw a ghost. He was like, "Are you serious?" Like he like his body oh, changed. Like right now, everything like changed, and I felt like, "Oh, like something like something had like something happened, bro." Like he might have to leave. That was what I, the feeling that I got. Me too. She told him what? What she tell you? I answered the phone. I'm like, "Hey, babe. First thing, my water just broke." I'm like, "No, it didn't." And she's like, "No, nah, I'm just kidding." Um, oh I don't man. Normally cuss, <laughs> but yeah. I called her uh, a name, not a really bad name, but I called her a name that I don't normally do because that scared the piss out of me. I just got here. I gotta go. But I'm just kidding. Can we talk about that? Let's let's let that be the fun topic. Um, here's some fun topic, guys. When you're alone with your spouse, do you call your spouse certain names that you know that it's just it's just playful talk that normally you wouldn't do out in public, but you do it um with closed doors because that's just the way y'all talk to each other do y'all do y'all have like a do y'all talk to each other a certain way where you're like you know it's not appropriate to say it outside the door i don't i mean not like i don't call it like a b or an a i mean something like today I call them we a. like we kind of do not regularly but we're like 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 my wife called me like you a hoe like you a hoe <laughs> like we'll, we'll say stuff <laughs> like that like like but yeah, it's like in a joking matter not no, in any type that's of serious what, conversation I mean. like, not, not serious at all like i'm not saying <laughs> yeah. you're getting mad at your spouse you're gonna call your spouse a name i'm just saying when you just randomly talk to each other y'all like playful cuss words at each other I call her a punk. That's about it. A punk. Just being an ass. Yeah. She'll call me. No, I don't, I don't really look, call her many names, to be honest. I was going to say, Chris does not look like he would harm a butterfly. <laughs> I mean, nobody would harm a butterfly, but you would harm anything would. at all, Chris. I mean, like, haircut. we. Your haircut says it all. <laughs> this suave. You would make. You look like you would romance a butterfly. Like, hey. <laughs> <laughs> hey. I mean, like, we make jokes and stuff, but we don't really call each other, like, names. Yeah. You don't even even cuss like when we went around the dude. Um, every two seconds, we cuss right out of my mouth. So behind closed doors, uh, me and Desi cuss at each other like nonstop. Like we call each other all the words, but it's playful. It's super playful, and we never grown out of it because that's what we did in middle school. Like we still have that middle school talk to each other, and it's fun. <laughs> but it, like, listen. If we were to use, if we were to talk to each other the way we do in indoor, behind closed doors to outdoor doors, whatever you want to say it in public, public, yo, people would think I'm a terrible husband. Like, like you. <laughs> now I would just think y'all get on heck or like, hey, let's not talk <laughs> to these it. people anymore. <laughs> <laughs> we're not our friends. <laughs> so I even like at one point because we talked to each other so wild, because that's how we're comfortable talking to each other that we had to explain it because now we're cautious on now we know how to do it and when to do it but early on growing up uh we were at you know we did a lot of family oriented stuff with other, like other family members cousins aunts uncles and a lot of get together desi's family always got together and so that never changed how we talked to each other and at one point they like pulled us aside they're like hey like you can't talk to desiree that way and i was like why the fuck not like <laughs> i don't understand I, that's the way we talk to each other. And that's like, they're like, that's disrespectful. And I was like, babe, come here. 
is that disrespectful? She's like, no. Like, what are y'all talking about? Why are we having this conversation? Right? We got defensive. We did because we were so young and immature. But if n- now you, there's a place and time for it, right? There's a place and time for it. You don't want nobody walking by and I'm calling my wife a certain name. They're like, what did you just say? So we've grown. But, yeah, that's how bad we talk to each other. And so Chris wouldn't harm a fly. Victor might let a little words out. Only on certain like situations. It has to be really playful, Tom. It's playful. Yeah, it's I, won't even, playful. I won't even go that far. I'll be like the, the parent that says stupid's a bad word. So I'll be I'll call it stupid. Like, that's as far as I'll go. Well, my you kids know? is different. Like, I, I don't say around my kids. Like, we don't cuss no. around my kids at all. Like, well, at all. So and I do yeah. it differently. I cuss, a, but I don't cuss at. Yeah, I don't cuss at in yeah. front of the kids. But I cuss galore in front of my kids because I'm a grown-ass man. Mm-hmm. So I make sure they know it, too. Yeah, I'm yeah. like, I even say it. I'm like. Well, you, well, you can cuss in front of your kids. I'm like, well, yeah, because I'm a grown man. But they know, and I tell them, I can talk this way because I'm, I'm a adult, grown, like, and yeah, you're I'm still a, a child. Man. Yeah. But, I mean, the older they get, I think I'll be a lot, like, lenient, like, when they're in high school. As long as they're not cussing at somebody, that's completely different. Bro, I, I mean, I always live by, I'm not going to put my fucking kid in a bubble. Like, because they're going to watch stuff. They're going to watch yeah. stuff. They're going to get it from their friends. They're going to get it everywhere else. And so at an early age, my, I always cuss. And it used to be a problem with me and my wife. She's like, dude, you need to you know, change the way you talk. And I'm like, no, because the world is a nasty fucking place. And they're going to see this stuff. And as long as they know that it's coming from me, that it's not like you're not of age to be doing this, they, they don't cuss. Yeah, for I me, it's different. For me, I built. Cussing. For me, is in our house, it's complete respect. Cussing or saying nothing to each other or nothing like that. Outside, if you want to do it with your friends or whatever, that's different. Now, but inside the house, cussing outside either, motherfucker. You're not of age. You know the rules. <laughs> I'm grown ass uh, man. Uh, but inside the house is is a is a respect. You respect everyone in the house. No, I don't I care love what the it respect is. Respect part, but also on the outside, you need to respect the outside because the outside. Oh yeah, yeah. Me, motherfucker. So don't yeah. you fucking be out there cussing. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'm gonna, I'm gonna get up in that. <laughs> yeah, but you know what I mean. Like us, like no, yeah, you know, you we, we cuss. I mean, we're not cussing at each other, but you know what I'm saying. Yeah. Um, but uh, but yeah. All right, guys. So, oh, hold on, hold on. I'm gonna ask like a goofy question, something uh, different, because I'm like, I like where we're going and I like the flow of it, but I want to throw some humor in this because there's other ideas from like TikTok and podcasts. But uh, <laughs> I got a question. So like, uh, I got a question too, motherfuckers. All right, all right. So my question, my question being, my question being is, when you wipe your butt, do you stand up or do you sit down? I lean. So you sit. Okay. I, sit, I mean, I because I, I stand sit. up. I stand up, and it's like a, it's a it's it's an open conversation. Like a squat. <laughs> like a squat. I, I don't clench my cheeks when I wipe, but I, like, I stand up. Like, yeah. Do you bend, like, like do you like bend yeah. over? And yes. He, he yes. does. A, he does a full salute. <laughs> he does that third eye. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's more. Co- I'm not gonna lean over and like risk putting my hand where I just shat. I'm gonna stand up and lean over a little bit and make sure I get where I gotta get. All right. So well, how no, how deep are you going into the up. toilet, Trent? <laughs> <laughs> right, you know I mean, might have like a little lineage, but the full like stand up. No, no, nah, nah, I'm not doing like a full on salute. Are you doing half salute? Because I'm, even a half. I'm doing a quarter squat. Like, I'm doing a quarter squat. Oh damn! <laughs> quarter squat. You need to. I I feel like that's just because people's different bodies. I have like long extended arms. I can like touch my chest from underneath. Mine's one more personal problem. My belly gets in the way. So. He does yoga, everyone. <laughs> Outside, Nick. So speaking of 
before the podcast, <laughs> I asked this dude because uh, this is something we used to do in school just to, to prove a point, and it went way over his head. Check this out. Uh, hope, hopefully, it doesn't go over your head listening. When you wipe, do you look at the toilet paper? And he looked at me Dog. like I was freaking crazy. He's that's like, why gross. would you look that's at the toilet paper? How do you know your butt's clean? Bro, I, I can do it. So, I uh, look at it. Do you look at the toilet no. paper? Yeah. Chris. Um, not the first time, but like <laughs> <laughs> at least a third or fourth wipe. Third or fourth. I, 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 okay, I, I want to make sure kind of, how much I you got. You can kind of, you can kind of feel when it's when exactly. it's clean. Hell no, nah, you need no, to look and make no. sure that unless you're unless you're wiping a, unless you're wiping a marker, you don't uh, have to look at the toilet. Paper. You need to look every time, homie. <laughs> you're, you're killing me. You draw. I do not want to wash the draw. Nah, mine is squeaky clean. Hell, not you gotta look at the toilet paper. Hey, anyway. I want to get a bidet soon anyway, so I won't even have I to worry about, about that. You can buy some cheap ones off Amazon. You just kind of yeah. connect it. I've used one before. Flashing it's, it's, the cheeks. Yeah, they're nice. Pretty <laughs> good. Yeah. Like, it feels clean down there. It's a little weird at first, but. <laughs> Who uses it? Chris, you? No, I mean, I've used it at a hotel before. Oh, okay. I thought you, like, bought one. No, but I'm, I, I probably will. Yeah, I think I, I used to work in an I... airport or something like that. Hotel, Let place us know like when that. you do. The, I don't know how. It, because I, environment, perfect. right? If you buy one, then I buy one. Like, yeah, you can change. I know my one of my best friends has has one, and now he's he, like, it's weird for him to use like regular toilet paper. Cave like when he stuff. when he came and visited me, he had to use wet wipes. <laughs> he he wanted to just use normal t- uh, toilet paper. God, okay, never mind. I'm because not, you're poverty. That's, that's a different. That's that. This whole could be a different part. I was gonna ask a question about white like. Wet naps and stuff like that. Oh, that's we use wet. I have I wet, don't use wet, wet naps. naps. What? We we okay, that's why you got a dirty booty hole. No, you got to double look. up. No, look. you yeah. got to double I up because shit dries. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> hey, let's. All right, today's topic, guys. If you're joining in and looking for some self development, this is a good one because everyone has to go through it. Now, there's no hiding behind this. You're gonna have to go through it sometime in your life, and you're either going to push through or you're not. And so today's topic is going to be how to overcome adversity. Everyone is dealing with something. And you could either, like I said, push through or not. So with that being said, guys, let's go ahead and jump right into it. Any of you guys here off the top of your head, what's the last adversity uh, context that you had to do in your life? Like what's the last piece that you can remember right now? And did you overcome it? Um, well, right now I'm actually going through some adversity. Um, I was thinking about this. Like, I, would, I wasn't even sure if I was going to talk about it or not. Talk about it. Um, if you're because I wasn't sure if I was ready for it, but wiping the butt. If you're comfortable. <laughs> no, but um, yeah, we're getting vulnerable right now. But um, relatable. Yeah. So. Me and my wife have been trying to have kids for about a year and a half now, and it just wasn't—it just I wasn't coming. They just wasn't happening. So we went to the doctors, and and they pretty much told us that we can't do it naturally. So we're in the process of doing IVF, and and then we found out like insurance doesn't really cover it, so it's going to be—it's got to be out of pocket. So it's like it's it's super expensive too. I'm not even gonna say how expensive it is, but so basically, yeah, we're we're just finding out solutions on what to do. Like, so we each signed up for another credit card that was zero percent interest for 18 months. 
just to pay for it and then we'll pay for it off slowly. And if, if it, we haven't, if that 18 months comes by and I haven't paid it off yet, then we'll just tra do a transfer balance or get a loan or something. But yeah, it's been, it's been tough. I mean, we've been dealing with a lot of emotions, dealt with some depression, not going to lie. So but, I, know, um, I know people who have gone through this and this, the hurts, right? I'm not knowing that you can when everyone else can, but there's a lot of people that are going through what you're going through, Chris. And for you uh, to turn the switch and like, Hey, okay. It's a lot of money that would stop with like right there. That price tag would be like, okay, babe, we're shit out of luck. And that emotional crush would mess somebody up for the rest of their life. But for you, you'd be like, Mr. Credit Card, Mr. Credit Card guy, <laughs> <laughs> to already like bet like that money, credit card. We know you 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 mastered credit cards. You know how to handle credit cards, and so for you to find that solution and for you to, man, look, like quickly find that solution, even though it's a year and a half, to find a solution is better than not finding a solution, Chris. Well, and like as far as when we, when we saw the for the doctor and they told us yeah this is how it's going to go this is how much it's going to cost like we can get you started right away we we basically had like 2 weeks to figure that out <laughs> so so yeah it's been it's been tough but you're going you're going to go through with it right oh yeah we're already on in the process boom there it is my dude best of luck right chris um there's always a silver lining because that little piece of adversity is going to make you stronger right so it's um i want to say every piece of adversity is you like trying to is you putting in a rep right you want to get you're going to get stronger each time you hit adversity and so this is a big one so the next big one adversity that you come you've already had you already built this level of uh, toughness right and so it's going to be a whole lot easier to overcome but Chris, we wish you the best, you and your journey, um, for you and your wife, because the, I, we all have kids, right? We all have kids. I have faith that'll happen. Faith over fear, brother. No, we have we have good chances of it happening, but um, but yeah. Staying positive, right? Staying positive, and for you to let us know, Chris, is super important because positivity and making sure that you have an environment that's going to support you and bring you up is major, and not holding it in. Because I, I think that's the first people they want to do is hold it in. Yeah. Positivity, it's, it's positivity is addictive. Like, when you're around it more, you feel it more generally. And then it affects other parts of the life. But so. why, do, why do people feel like they need to hold something in? Because that's like the opposite of what you need to do. Because that's not going to help the situation at all. Uh, I, I mean, I know people. when I do, it's out of, yeah, out of fear. Out of fear of, like, someone thinking it's dumb or maybe not even hearing what I want to hear having to hear what i need to hear which is something i already know um like you break up with somebody like you go to your cheerleaders and like oh yeah no he wasn't good enough for you she wasn't good enough for you they did you wrong when the real people in your life are really gonna say you know what it didn't work out maybe because of them but you did this this and this and that's something that's the real that some people don't want to hear like they don't they don't want to hear that smack in the face of like you messed up at this you gotta fix this for it to work but, yes. And you don't want the burden. Like a lot of time, you don't you don't want to feel like you're burdening other people too. Yeah. Like because because yeah. some because some people true. they they expose everything and then like it just gets it's like one thing after it's another after another. Else. 
So like yeah. you're, I mean, you're thinking of others too. And I mean, part of it, you might be scared to tell people other, others, you just don't want to put that burden on someone else. You don't want them to look at you differently or anything like that. Um, I think it's important to know. I think it's important to know your circle. Yeah. Because Chris, for you to say that, I feel like it's better because all three of all four of us, there's four of us. Mm -hmm. okay. There's three on the screen. But okay, there's three on the Sorry, I'm looking at the screen. I'm like, hey, there's one, two, three, but there's four of us. I'm a trainer. Didn't go to college. <laughs> it's basic math. Fool, you went to kindergarten. <laughs> you know. <laughs> but Chris, for you to say it, I believe if you say it in the right circle, it's going to help. It's going to help you in your situation. If you say it in the wrong circle, it's going to worsen your situation, I believe. So for you to say that, Chris, shout out to you for saying that because I feel like now we can stay more positive, stay more encouraging, stay more blessings going towards your way. And I think that's really beneficial because when I did some research on this topic, which we always do research on our topics, so that way we can better improve ourselves and others listening. Um, one of them was making sure that you have a positive surrounding and environment is super powerful. So, so anybody listening, right, if you're going through some struggles, Victor, Chris, or myself, you have this environment right here to reach out to because we're not just going to be your cheerleader. We're going to be sure that we're there for you. Does that make yeah. sense? Yeah, absolutely. Yep. Um, like I said, me and my wife um, kind of went through a couple, uh, more than a couple miscarriages before we had our, uh, our daughter, Audrey, and my son, Caleb. Um, so actually, they're both rainbow babies. Um, and so, and we lost a couple even before. Can you explain what that is? So a rainbow baby is, a, is a, when you conceive or have a baby after you've had a miscarriage. Um, and so so they call it the rainbow baby, a rainbow baby, like the rain, right? So they talk about how the rainbow right, in the Bible means to take life and stuff like that. So that's kind of the meaning behind that. Um, so uh, definitely know how it is to, you know, be excited about, you know, having a child. Like, oh, we're going to, you know, we're going to, you know, grow our family and stuff like that. And then having, you know, some sort of bad news, either it's a miscarriage or learning that, you know, for a second, like we thought too, like, man, are we like, are is something wrong with us, you know, or something wrong with me, you know? Um, so you start <laughs> kind of blaming yourself a little bit, like, damn, you know, like stuff like that. But, um, but definitely staying positive, you know, leaning on people, you know, family, friends that helps, you know, um, uh, your, actually your, your spouse too, like you and your spouse is, is part, I think you learn a little bit about your spouse. You, you actually, it, you, kind of bonds you too, makes you stronger in your relationship. Um, Cause you're both, it's not just you going through that adversity. It's you and your wife going through the same thing. You're on it. You're not alone. You're in the boat together. So you're in this journey. So for me and my wife, we get, you know, we bonded and with that. We, um, like I said, our feelings I, I never kind of felt, you know, um, but, uh, and I'm sure you're going through a lot, but, but yeah, stay positive always like, Jonathan said, you know, you got us, you know, support and stuff like that. And, and yeah, lots of people, you know, I, I don't know what person has gone through it, but I've seen like documentaries and things where people have gone through similar things. So like I said, like we thought we weren't going to have another baby. We're like, maybe we should look into other things. <laughs> um, uh, so for a moment there. So um, speak on that. Yeah. Because what Chris is going through is hard. But what you've gone through, that's just as hard. I'm yeah, it's, thinking it's a different I'm going type to of have heart. a baby, yeah. and then it never happened. Yeah, so I don't, mean, don't don't push back. Don't like don't let that fly under the cover. That those two things are both really 
extraordinary hard. And I want to say you and your wife both came together and it, it, y'all bonded. But I've seen cases where they split apart because you have two different mindsets. Like one's going to take it extremely hard and one's going to be like, wait a minute, we can get through this. And the other one's like, no, we can't. How did you, how were you able to, to bond during a, a time of crisis? I think a communication is key. We definitely have different personalities, right? To, you know, definitely that, like, you know, I think we are very similar to as far as um, like, I'm like, all right, we have a problem. We, we got to get over it. That's how I am. Like, I see a problem. All right. I need a solution. Like I go right away to the solution or try to figure it out. This one's a little different because it, it, it's emotion attached. Right. Um, so for us, it was just communication. And then me knowing that, that if whatever I feel like my wife is going to feel it probably 10 times more, cause it's, in, it's inside of her, like, you know, like us, man, we, we like, I think we bond more with the child after they're born. Yeah. But the woman carries them. It's part of their person for like nine months. So they feel that bond even more. So I think, you know, uh, they, they feel that even worse. So, so for me, it was just having that understanding of like, all right, let me just talk to through my wife. What, what are you feeling? Kind of talking through it. And then you discover some stuff from yourself too. So I think communication is key is that, you know, we're not, I'm not going to dismiss it. Like, all right, let's make another one like type of thing. Like, oh no, don't worry about it. You know, it's, 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 it's something that that's, that's, that's tough. And for my wife, especially, she's always wanted a big family. So for her to, to, to go through that is, is specifically hard. Yeah, no, for sure. So I remember you telling us, and uh, I remember you telling us that you had those situations where you had them back to back to back to back. Um, now I want to ask you because you because it's happened often. What, what can I say often, or it's happened from just it's happened before? On since you knowing this could happen, did you make any adjustments mentally for the second time through or the third time through? Yeah, so that. Um so uh, before we had our daughter, we had two miscarriages back to back. So our, 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 my daughter was like the third try. Um, so, but we, we gave you like, uh, I think it was a span of like maybe a year and a half, like, you know, until, but that third one with my, we tried with my daughter, we definitely got a little bit more, I'd say smarter, but like we use science. We, 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 we did some research. It was like, okay, what is like the best time? All right, to can see. Oh, all right. So Victor just um, logged off on accidents, but he has internet issues. But the situation I was trying to occur with, if something tragic happens over and over again, or there's a possibility to, um, was he able to make an adjustment? And Victor just said, yes, there, there was an adjustment period because you, some people keep, keep doing the same mistake, right? And that's what's something that I'm trying to avoid. Like, okay, if we know we've been through this before, we, we don't need to react the same way. We need to be able to handle it even better. And Victor said he's been through it a couple of times. So at this point, I wanted to hear what Victor, like what were those improvements, right? Because like, like for example, this is um, Chris's first time having to go through this. So the second time through, there's going to be some development and some, uh, some more efficiency. So Victor's popping back on. Um, hopefully we can hear what he's about to say. Victor, you hear what that's my man? 
Yeah, yeah. Sorry about so, that. Real quick, um, I just want to catch but, up what happened. Um, but yes. I, I want to see the developments from the fourth and third try versus the first try. Right? Was it easier knowing that did was it more was it more efficiency in how you handled the situation from the first time? Because the first uh, time I gotta assume it was yes. extremely hard, you know what to do, and now you're in the like maybe the third yeah. situation. What were the improvements? Yeah, so we definitely had a conversation. Like we braced ourselves to the one, the possibility that one, uh, hey, we can see, great, and then all the all the possibilities that we're not going to, right? We're gonna lose another one. So the problem, the problem was not conceiving. The problem was getting to. I think it was like six, six, twelve weeks. I, I forget which ones where you're like you're in the safe zone where you know it's gonna happen. Um, uh. So for us, it was always like at that fifth, six-week mark, we would lose the baby. Um, and so, so one, we said, all right, so let's let's let's, let's reach this a little bit. What is when is the best time, all right, to conceive? Um, and then when is like your 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 month or your health your egg healthier and stuff like that, things of that nature, um, uh, and things that that say helps like nutrition wise. Um, and then, uh, and then just like, um, also just faith, man, just like, you know, we would pray about it. We would just, you know, be positive and, and then, um, uh, and just kind of just waiting, right? Cause it's still, you still got that, that doubt, but, um, but I think emotionally we were better prepared one. Um, and two, I think we were, um, felt more confident cause we, we, we researched a little bit to what we can do and our, from our part, the best that we can do. Um, and, um, and, uh, like I said, um, it was very nervous, <laughs> um, but, um, you know, uh, luckily again, we had our daughter and that was like a blessing. Um, and so, and then, but again, we, then, um, then we had another miscarriage after our daughter, um, that we didn't even, um, we didn't even know she was, she was pregnant until, you know, she was in the, uh, you know, bathroom, taking a shower and, you know, it was, you know, it was, and then she, she, you know, felt that things come out and, and that, that kind of hit us a little bit. And, but with our son, we did the same thing. We kind of, kind of planned it out a little bit. We we're more, you know, stuff like that. We took care of ourselves a little bit because we didn't want, you know, that to, to be something that we're going to, you know, um, not plan it out, but I, I don't want my wife going through this miscarriage as you're like that. So, um, so our son, again, did the same thing with our daughter. Um, and like I said, um, you know, blessed to have, to have a, a son. So you're mentally stronger. Yeah, for sure. Like we, we're for sure we're, we're, we're mentally stronger, um, uh, emotionally stronger as well. Um, kind of going through, you know, what we went through the first couple times. Yeah. So that's 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 something that I want to emphasize is that when anybody's going through any adversity, anything at all, you have to understand that it's whatever you're going through is going to make you stronger whatever you're going through there's a purpose there's a reason that you don't that you're you're not a victim it's happening for a reason it's now you're more you're more aware you're learning you can help others in situations that you are in there's always a blessing behind every adversity and i think a lot of people tend to miss that because at this point victor and chris can now at some point some degree done enough done enough research have gone through something that people would never want to go through but may have to go through now who can they lean on to victor has information 
Chris has information. Those are positive support systems for anybody that's going through that. And so I'm, it's so easy to be like, why me, why me, why me? But you have to remember there's, there's a bigger purpose. There's a bigger purpose. You're, you're, you're put on this earth for a reason, and uh, you can potentially help others in, in something very similar. Okay, guys? And so uh, let's lean over to my man to my left, Mr. Ian. Is there any current situation or adversity that you have to partake in recently? Uh, personally, no. I've been blessed beyond. I pray every day and thank him every day. But um, what's weird is the topic today, would, we talked about it like last week, but out of nowhere, I get a message today um, from a very old friend uh, who I had not talked to in like 15, 16 years. Um, reaching out for help uh, monetarily. Um, not really going to drop names, and I'm not even sure if if he or she listens to to the podcast. But it's really weird how when we get in just an, in a rut, um, you get to the point where you don't really know what the hell to do. Like you don't know where to go, you don't know how to go to. Um, so she reaches out, um, you know, asking for you know a little bit of money, and me being trying to be generous and you know, God loving, God fearing man. Um, you know, I, I tell my my wife, I'm like, babe, this this friend just just messages me out of you know a decade and a half, and I've not seen this person or talked to this person, and they need help. Um, and my initial thought was like, I would see these these scams popping up on on Venmo and, and Cash App. I'm like, somebody had had to have hacked, you know, this person's this fa- Facebook account and asking 500 people for like 10 bucks that adds up. Um, so I just kind of sat and thought, um, a mini meditate, and was like, right, you know what? Uh, and tell him or her, you know, we'd be happy to help you out. But if you don't mind me asking, you know, what what's going on? What can I do to help beyond just this? And they just lay it lay it out, you know, um, the COVID and their job, the ice storm that hit hit here in Texas, uh, that someone stole a catalytic converter from their car, which is kind of nuts. But that's kind of a thing happening here in Texas. It's it happens. Like it's going around. They're about eight hundred to a thousand dollars. So being resold, and then um this person and their spouse are expecting so like everything's hitting them at once um and i i mean i was talking to jonathan about it and i pulled it up and i'm like um this podcast alone and just talking to the, the group and then back to your point just having this this core people to kind of keep you positive and motivated um i noticed a shift in my thought because normally anybody that you know hears that so- uh, like a sad story not necessarily sob stories like oh i'm sorry this is happening to you it's really bad my response was, you know, here, I can help you out now, but um, don't wait until these things start to happen for you to want to change and get better mentally or it just all these aspects of your life. Like, it has to start right now because if it doesn't start now, when the harder stuff happens, uh, you're, I mean, sink or swim. At that point, you're, you're drowning already. Um, so it's just, it's just really weird how um, somebody who needed help uh, just kind of pops up at, on the day of the topic that we have this. And I think the main thing that I learned just from the interaction um, is, uh, well, one, life life is hard. <laughs> and this person constantly said, I'm sorry, I'm sorry, you know, I, it, I don't know what to do. And my response was, is, you know, it will be okay. Not that it's okay. I mean, you're in the position you're in for multiple reasons. It could be outside your control, inside your control. But, um, you know, my response was, your life's hard as it is 
Um, and in my eyes, you know, God has put people in your life for a specific reason or specific purpose. Um, so don't try and go through things with, without them. Um, so, yeah, that's kind of my I thought that was thought. weird. I thought he was making it up for a second. I was like, you know, the topic was <laughs> <laughs> how to overcome adversity. And then he comes with the story. I was like, oh, does this happen like years ago? And you're just pulling it up. He's like, no, this no, happened like today. this morning. Um, and I was like, oh, OK, well, how'd you handle the situation? Um, first of all, that happens. Um, people are into ruts. People do get themselves into crazy situations. I think we've all been into situations where, well, no, I wouldn't say all of us, but I think some of us have been into situations where we don't know if we're going to put food on the table. Now, what do you do in that situation? Do you reach out for What do you do in that situation when somebody asks you for money? Now, first, I think we need to realize money doesn't solve money issues, right? If you're asking for $25 this week, you're going to be back here again in a couple of months or maybe next week asking for the same $25. Or more. Or, or more because money doesn't solve money issues. But I think the best way to handle a situation where somebody's asking for money is to give them resources to generate money. Okay. How can I help you generate money? Who do I need to connect you with to maybe potentially get a job? Um, how can I help you develop some skill so you're not in this situation? I think people – want to put a band-aid on the situation with money i think money is like a band-aid right you just you're just putting a band-aid on it but in, in reality you probably need something more than just a band-aid and so i want to go back to always self-development um whether you are developing a skill whether you are developing some mental toughness from uh, reading books or whether you are problem solving your situation instead of playing victim to find a solution and get the job done and so in that situation, um, I would just say let's I would I would go a little bit deeper into and you did. You went you asked a lot of questions. Because to me, I I I want to do more than just give like, you, uh, yeah, because that yeah. that's not gonna help them. Uh I mean maybe for like an a hour second, an, yeah. An but, hour, twenty five dollars. But like for me, I've been through a lot of mental things as well. Like I just I want to be there. For some, it, 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 it could be, I haven't talked to them in five minutes, five years, 15 years, but just being there for somebody, I think it can, it can go a long way. Um, and I think that's, back to Jonathan's point, it's so important for you just to find a, a group. And when I say group, it could be one person, two people, ten people, that um, is kind of a, a, a mix of personalities, but also a mix of information. Because uh, you'll get the ones that, you know, they'll listen to you. Um, and that's all they do. And then there's others that will talk real to you, and it may hurt your feelings, but it's it's a slap in the face that some people need. People will avoid those people, and they'll go and go to those cheerleaders, mm -hmm. so they can just vent and be like, oh, I know, I know, I know what you're going through. It sucks. Really, no solution. They're just feeding those fears. They're just feeding and trying to make you feel like everyone else is dealing with what you're doing, but we're not. Yeah. And the it's amazing to see. Oh, go ahead. No, uh, the one point I just really, really want to make because it's it's sitting on my like on the tip of my tongue is that um, a lot of people, for whatever reason, get competitive. Like they hear a story, and if they're in a bad spot, they're like, "Well, I'm da 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 da." And like you can't do that because like your problem is your problem, and like comparing problems does it solves nothing. Like because you may see that this person's problem is like small compared to yours, but this person could be struggling like drowning in their life because of it so like to me it's just take take like five minutes just to listen and by them venting to you 
I can guarantee you're saving someone's like mind or life by doing that. So. Yeah, and it's and it's amazing to see like how different people react to certain situations. Like if you lose your job or your parents walk like your your mother or your father walk out on you, like see how you could have two siblings that their their parent same walks situation. out on them. Same same situation. One of them starts getting into drugs and alcohol and has to go to rehab and then the other one just does just right. toughs it out and like and just and deals with it the proper way and just i mean yeah there's there's gonna i mean it doesn't mean that they're that they're over it because that's it's never easy to for, to have to experience that but at least you're not like you're not like just resorting to something detrimental to your to your physical self or your mental self um yeah so it's like it just i don't know i've seen so many people that they they think that the world is just against them and like some of these people they've had so many opportunities yet they don't utilize them and they just play victim all the time and they want you to feel bad for them. They want you to support them because they don't want to do the work. It eases the pain for that period of time. If I feel bad for you, it eases your pain. Oh yeah. I mean, and then you see the other, the other side of it too. You see so many people that go through hardships. I mean, let's be real. Like half the people, like they're professional athletes, <laughs> they, they deal with these things and it, it makes them stronger. Yeah. Like, uh, like Ian was saying, you either sink or swim um which which side are you going to be on for sure so anybody so hey we're all going to come across adversity it's going to happen and i think the faster you realize that nobody's going to save you nobody's going to save you everyone has their own shit to deal with unfortunately nobody is going to throw the lifeboat for you you need to learn to problem solve your situation um and that's going through the rough seas right now chris is going through the rough seas right now victor's been through the rough seas and now when the situation does occur again he knows how to handle the situation him and his wife both bonded together during the situation and know how to handle it even though it's still hard to handle and hard to swallow they know how to they've been through this situation before and for myself my my adversities majority of the time have come from money I've always, I've grown up with a broke mindset. I've li I was always poor. And so I always want everyone to think I was making it rich, right? I, at early age, I bought the biggest house I could. That was the coolest house that I think I could find, the most beautiful house, the cars, the everything. And uh, it destroyed me. It destroyed me mentally knowing that I'm having to pay for all this stuff and I may not have groceries next week or I'm behind two, I'm behind on mortgage like three months and then it turns to four months and I'm like five months and then it's like, hey, uh, we might get kicked out of the house. So that's always been my adversity. And so I can speak about recently when everything was going good, I shifted my mindset. I sold my house to invest into real estate. I started living under my means. Like I started making a shift. I, I knew there's a problem. I'm going to problem solve. We're going to fix it. It's, dra it's dramatic. It's n most people won't do these things and they'll just uh, like, They'll rough out those seeds and still live pressure to pressure and paycheck to paycheck. I just said enough was enough, right? So I made a big shift. So I thought I was moving in the right direction. I had an emergency fund that was 15K. 
I thought like, yo, this is the this is the rise of Jonathan, the new shift. And during that new shift period, um, I want to throw numbers out there. I was cash flowing a lot of money. That means cash flowing. What that means is um, I was able to pay all my expenses and still put a shit ton of money into my bank account. That's cash flowing. Like I was able to still put a lot of money in my bank account. And that like was the purpose of savings? me. Like savings. A savings, savings account. Um, I was still putting a, a shit ton of money into there. So I was like feeling like strong. I was feeling good. I had a safety net. Everything was going according to the business plan. And during that period, I went through a course of two weeks. A lot of shit went down where I went from cash flowing, being no debt. I was financially free. <laughs> Bro, like I felt like I was on top of the world. And I went from being financially free to, at this point, under 8K in two weeks. Somehow, some way, everything just collapsed all at once. And it brought me to a dark place for two weeks. Two weeks, I think that's short because I, I've been to the mental toughness of I've gone through paycheck to paychecks. I was on the uprise. I self-developed. I've done the research. I was being problematic. I was, I was learning how to solve my problem. And then this big problem arises well, I thought I was setting. I thought <laughs> you you let the chain. I thought that you know you let the the chains off of me, and I was just like a free horse at this point. I felt like I was on top of the world, and then all of a sudden, eight k, almost nine k, comes into my lap, and I'm in debt nine thousand dollars in the course of a two weeks. Car breaks down, got, like there's a lot of things that happen in the course of two weeks, and I had this big chunk of money to invest into real estate, and I had a decision to make. I had money. Do I just pay the $8,000 and not invest into real estate? Or do I go in debt? I was like, I was, I was for a loss. I, for two weeks, I sat there and I, I think I vented a little bit to um, Ian because that's the natural side to do is vent. And, you know, thank God that Ian is, is a positive individual, but um, it, I started, I started investing in myself. During that two-week period, I started to invest in myself. I, started, I went back into self-development during that two-week period. And guess what happens to pop in my lap? It was, it, it was exactly what I needed. It was a podcast about what I needed. being in debt and into real estate. Like, what do you do? Do you go into debt or do you do real estate? And that's the situation I was. Do I go into debt or do I do real estate? And... The, it was the best podcast that saved my life and it's because I decided to, I need to invest in myself and I need to, to get better. I need to, to get stronger to handle the situation. I was looking for an answer and it happened to go right in my lap because I was, I was being proactive and not reactive. I didn't sit back and play victim. I didn't sit back and say, why me, why me, why me? I did for like a couple of days, but I, I was super aware and I, I turned the switch. And because I, was, because I was being proactive, the answer fell in my lap. The answer was go into debt and have your real estate pay for your debt. No, and I, I was in, I, I had the same kind of dilemma. Like when, when I, when we found out how much this was all going to cost, I was like, I know I have that money, but I was like, I, I already, I didn't let it even get to that. I was like, I'm not going to use that money to pay for it. Like, uh, because, because I mean that's part of that's one of my whys is that it's one of my purposes for the properties that we're going to be buying is to be able to afford things like this. So if we do want to have multiple kids and we have to do this multiple times, 
it's not going to be a problem. Like we're going to have cash. Just, going. Yeah, exactly. Cash for right. assets to pay for your, your, for anything. So Chris, I told you about my AK problem, right? I told yeah, you. We, yeah, we, yeah, we had talked about it when it happened. Because how it honestly easy didn't. is it for to have the money sitting there? We had a lot of money sitting there. Yeah. And you and a big problem occurs: eight thousand, fifteen thousand, twenty thousand. The money's sitting there. How easy for us to be short-minded and be like, "Oh, let me use that forty k and let's just pay for whatever the situation is." How easy for it for us to do that? But because we put in the development, we put in the reps, because we were being proactive, we knew that, no, I'm not going to take that route, which is the easy route. I just had a conversation with my son today that if there's ever an easy route, don't ever take it. Why? Because that hard route is going to build reps. So eventually that hard route character, will yeah. seem like an easy route. So you can either do it hard now. And here's a cool analogy. You can do it how now as a kid, get kicked in the face, get kicked in the teeth, lose your teeth, your teeth will grow back. Or do it hard later, get kicked in the mouth as a grown adult and have to pay for some new teeth. <laughs> Which one would you rather have? Let's, let's get kicked in the mouth early. Right? <laughs> so that the motherfuckers can grow back. <laughs> versus having to pay later. And that is that's something that I want anybody listening to is Always take the hard route now because that's going to build those reps in so that later the shit's going to be fucking easy. Man, I'm, I don't and, know that you had to deal with that, Chris. Because yeah, I there's, hard. yeah there's, there's a lot of things that, that you can do when you're facing adversity. Like when you realize that you can't control what's already happened, that you, you just have to focus on what you can control. And if you can't really control anything, like you just have to, you can control how you react to that situation. Uh, and that was like a big thing that I had, like in the book I've been reading, they talk about that. And when I was doing research earlier, they, they were talking about that. It's like, you just need to know that you can't control everything. And once you realize that you just let it flow and like, just, you just have to keep that positive outlook, like you were saying earlier. And then like, it also like going through adversity, it gives you empathy for other people too, because you dealt with their situation so you can relate to them. Um, but it could also, but it can also make you like, think about it. Like, oh, if they, if they were just whining about something and didn't do anything about it, you might lack a little bit of empathy as well. Like depending on your personality. For sure. And I think it stems from self-development. Yeah. Or it just stems on, you know, how well early on you knew how to handle. Um, I think that's super important as parents or soon to be parents or anybody that's raising children coming up is, you know, we want to protect and helicopter our kids, make sure nothing happens in life. I think it's super important that all that shit does happen in life and you teach your kids how to overcome that. Right. Don't solve your children's problems. Right? If there's a bully, let's let's give some advice so they can help solve the problems, not go be a Karen and completely eliminate the problem. No, nah, I'm throwing hands with the dad. I'm throwing hands with the kid. <laughs> <laughs> but hey, there's some there's some few things that uh, if anybody going through adversity, I think it's a mind shift. I think you have to look. I think at some point you are going to feel salty for yourself. But you need to eliminate that salty phase and you need to look at it 
the worst case scenario, guys, I know there's some bad issues. There's some big problems. There's some big problematic issues that people are going on with their lives that are really huge. I'm not going to, um, what's the word, Ian? Undermine. Mm-hmm. Undermine. Yeah, how undermine. big yeah. they are. They are massive. But the faster you can realize that those uh, those problems, there's opportunity behind all of them. There's opportunity to get better. There's an opportunity to get stronger. Um, those problems are going to be, they're put there in your in your life for a reason to get stronger. And I think you need to realize that, that every every problem, you got to get stronger from it instead of go the other way around. Like you have, you have to think about that. So when I'm going through an obstacle, Chris, like right now with my schedule constantly changing from just having a kid to Desi not working to my schedule changing again, like these are the things I'm going through right now, my problems. I need to realize I'm being pushed to my limits to learn how to figure out how to handle my situation faster because it's a mind shift. I'm realizing it. I'm not saying, oh my gosh, my life is ruined. Yeah. And um, that just basically what you were talking about. Like I was reading something earlier and they're like, yeah, most people know about PTSD, uh, post-traumatic stress disorder. But you don't really hear people talk about PTG, which is post-traumatic growth, which uh, I thought that was, yeah, I'd never heard of it either. And I was like, that's very true, though. Like, that's totally, that's like a definition of overcoming adversity. It's like, instead of, I mean, which obviously you can't control if when you have PTSD. Like, I mean, that's not something that you can control right off the bat. Like, it happens, and then you have, I mean, you have to work your way to get out of that. It's real life. It's real life. It is a thing. And there's super successful people that have it. Oh yeah. And being, but then like to see that, that other side of it too, I never heard that phrase before. And like, it was actually, it was kind of cool to to see that. A little enlightening. There's growth beyond the trauma. Yeah. So, Hey, there's a quote. And I think the faster you realize this quote makes sense in your situation that you're going through. Everyone has different adversity. We're all going to go through it. This quote should be able to shift that mindset. Let me help you with that mindset shift. And it says, if you are irritated by the rub, which is the adversity, right? How do you expect to get polished? And so what what that means is you cannot get to the next level without going through the adversity. And the faster you realize that, the faster you can be a problem solver and look to get stronger. It's a rep. Once you make it through one adversity, that's one push-up. You make it through another adversity, there's two push-ups. You're only going to get stronger once you realize it's a muscle. And then the more adversity you go through, every entrepreneur goes through a lot of adversity. Or every every human being in general. But I think entrepreneurs have a self-development mindset, so they're going to be... They, they are just more likely to get through the process quicker because they realize that these problems are a rep. And I, each problem I have, I'm going to get stronger and stronger and stronger and stronger. And I think that that's where I'm at right now is every problem I occur, I shift it real quick. I've realized, okay, this is going to make me stronger. Let's figure out how to get through it. And versus Jonathan five years ago, I go through a problem. It may take me six months or I may not be able to figure out it at all. Jonathan now going through self-development, having a crew by my side and environment, me pouring into myself, 
right, with some meditation, maybe, maybe journaling, maybe expressing and reflecting, that all came from self-development. So I'm able to maybe push through problems a little bit quicker than the average Joe. So any, anybody listening, if you're not self-developing, it may be a little bit harder for you to get through some problems. So that's what this podcast is all about. Mm-hmm. I like that point. The saltiness at the beginning of it, the woe is me, that's normal. natural. It's, it's normal. Fu- it's fucking normal. I went no. through that shit. I was like, oh, now, how damn. long it takes is 110% sh- up to you. Oh, like, yeah. it, it's, it's, it can be I, I, like growing up playing sports, you always like if you mess up, your coaches are always saying, you know, short term memory. Just, just got yeah. to oh. forget it. Got to forget it. So the faster that you can shrink that time, that clock, I think the more successful you'll be. Because um, my clock has definitely shrunk from what it used to be. I, I would go like a week, two weeks of just like, oh my God. I w- like pissed off. Over. I, yeah. I, for, at first you get sad, then you get pissed off, but then nothing gets fixed. <laughs> so, yeah. Okay. So, nuggets have anybody listening? Nuggets. We're all going to go through it. Don't hide from it. <laughs> so, realize it. They can make you stronger. Look for the opportunity. There's always, uh, who said it? Winston Churchill. With every crisis, there's an even better opportunity. I may have messed that up. Uh, I know I know what you're talking about, but I don't know the, the exact that wasn't it, it good. But it sounded good. All right. If I bring so, up quotes, you don't have a quote for. <laughs> do what? Do make up quotes when you don't have a quote. <laughs> don't make a quote when you don't have a quote? Yes. No, because that's now Jonathan's quote. So, yes, I need to do that because now I can stamp my name on it, brother. Look at that mind. See that mindset shift? I could have been like, oh, Victor's being a jackass. But I now, think it was no, something was, like... And I was telling I, you what to do at the same time. I think, <laughs> I think it was with every crisis, there's a bigger, there's an opportunity that comes from it or something like that. And that's kind of like what I said. Like, you exactly made it off too. Somebody pull that shit up. Let's end it. <laughs> <laughs> so, hey, so shift your mindset. Make sure you have a positive uh, reinforcement group and not a victim group mentality that could hinder you even more. Um, I would look into journaling for expressing yourself on on paper because you can't see yourself doing something, but when you write it down, you can actually, oh shit, I'm writing, I'm writing that. You can actually look at it like I'm writing this down, I'm feeling this way, so I would, I would use that as well. And the fourth tip would be invest in yourself because that's how I solved my problem when I came across that financial issue. When I thought I was financially free and something crept up and said, hey, come back. Oh, you thought you were financially free, brother, and it's just like scorpion. <laughs> Get, Get over here. Yep. And then I was left foot. with a choice, and I didn't know what to do, and I went to self-development. And like li- because I was being proactive, the answer literally fell in my lap that day. Wild. It was super wild. And, the, yeah, those are the four tips that I had. If you come across any adversity, we're all in it, brother. Was it this one? I looked it up, and it said, uh, Winston Churchill says, never let a good crisis go to waste. Is there it is. Never let a good crisis go to waste. Those crises, they're there for a reason. They're put in your life for a reason. There's an opportunity to get stronger or help others. others. Nice. Yeah. I like it. That's it. I'm done. On a side note, I had a... Uh, I think Vic, Vic, your wife made a, the charcuterie board last night. That stuff was bomb. Like, there was cheeses I've never had on a cracker. I saw you <laughs> slap. I literally sat there and watched you eating it. I'm like, he's enjoying himself. This, this is good. Shout like, out to Victor's wife. Cheeses. It was one of, like, like, uh, it was like a. Hey, 
what was it? It was like a Business blueberry. Guys, security boards, man. What's the? Hey, what's the? Uh, yeah. What's the plug. IG. Drop the IG. Uh, Liz is uh, security boards. Live in Austin, Austin area. Um, uh, she uh, look out my wife's uh, Instagram, Facebook. Uh, Liz is uh, security boards. Look it up. Great fire. Super creative. Straight fire. Best security board out there, hands down. And also, if you learn anything from this podcast, uh, be sure that you look at the toilet paper when you wipe. <laughs> well, just get you a wet wipe. You still, need to look. you still need to look to make sure there's nothing left. Have so faith. no matter what. Have faith. Have faith. <laughs> I hope this third one, there's nothing on it. You just don't know your body well enough, then, if you have to look. <laughs> Bro, you, you need to look. I'm not watching the draws either. Lord, oh, Jesus. All right, I wanted to ask you to. Wrap it up with the, you need to look. <laughs> Chris, what you got for the week, man? Um, just I we I just need to we just need to really figure out what we're doing with these properties. Um, I'm done analyzing properties, Vic. I mean, uh, Chris, I promise tomorrow I will purchase the dang software to analyze these properties for me. I actually looked at a few more yesterday um, before I went before I hung out with you guys. So me and, me to, and Chris have been have analyzing properties like. Because my work hours are now from 9 to midnight. We popped on the freaking Zoom from 10 o'clock to midnight, Dang. analyzing properties, like old school way. Hardcore game. Old school, without any software. We're like <laughs> typing in different yeah. websites, typing in the addresses, looking how far they are from apart from each other, looking if it's a comparable cop. And it's extremely tedious, and you have to do it right. Like, man. So there's software is out there that do everything for you, but I just felt like it's best if we learn the basics before we start paying for something easy. Yeah, so there's that. And then um, also just got, got probably like 20 more pages in my book left, so I need to finish that before the end of the month. I got an hour and a half. I got like <laughs> six hours. I, I'm not going to lie. Like, it's a, it's a good <laughs> book. Personality is not permanent, but like it just doesn't – entice me to listen to it like it doesn't keep me locked like it's good great info i love it but it's just i'm having a hard time just staying locked in me when i don't do car i haven't done cardio all week long it'd be my schedule Mr. is your 315 for five <sighs> man i'm always on point my schedule is crazy i'm still learning to try to figure it out but when i don't do cardio i don't read because that's when i do my cardio but um your personality isn't permanent i listen to a couple chapters it's very enticing for me because everything this book is saying to me is exactly the opposite of what I've been reading. Like lean into your gifts, lean into yeah. your personality, find other people for your strengths that are your weak at. And it says like, Hey brother, like you may be a dog and a driver, but you don't have you to don't be. You don't have to be a dog. Like, <laughs> you why you lean, like you don't have to be, it could change brother. Yeah. Like it could change. And it goes, it goes against every personality test. People are looking for, I need to know who I am. Let me take a test. Yeah. Let me get an answer now. That could be another podcast. Maybe yeah. In, like in itself. It's so wild. So that entices me because I'm not close-minded. I'm like, oh, here's a different perspective. And I'm so like, you're yo. you're saying I don't have to be an asshole? So I'm excited to read it. <laughs> <laughs> I'm excited to read it. Nice. All right, Vic, what you got? Uh, I'm at just, uh, just working and also trying to finish the book. Uh, that I'm reading two books that I'm reading. So I don't know if I'm going to finish it, but uh, I'll I'll finish it. Now, I will say if I don't finish it in the last couple of days, I'll finish it eventually by into April. <laughs> yeah, I'm going to go into April. I'm going to let you know right now, being a new, having a newborn and a toddler has literally turned my life upside down. But I'm going to be a problem solver. And I did 
and it'll I, make you a better dad. Does it make me a better dad? It will make you a better dad. It be, yeah, because it's an adversity that I'm going through that's really fucking up everything, and I realize it, but I now my work hours aren't during the day. My work hours are, are now from 9 p.m. to midnight. Yep, drop some melatonin in the juice. And, and I wake up at 3 a.m., so yeah. it's going to be a struggle. It's going to be a grind, but it's only a transition. It's only for It's only a season in my life that I'm going to go through. I just need to go through it and make sure no fucking excuses. I'm going to get it done. Nice. Yeah, for me. <gasps> no. I'm going to eat that shit. It's a waiting game. Reading books, staying on the workout train. I think past two weeks I've at least gotten three lifts in with you. Pretty sure. It's better than nothing. Huh? Yeah. So I'm, I'm, I'm trying to stay consistent. I need to throw some cardio in there with my chunky self. Um, my mother-in-law comes into town, so it's going to be a little bit of a little bit of a shift. She's coming to help out with the baby, so just get everything set up before the baby gets here and then helping out after. So that, um, that'll be fun. It's always fun with her in town. I have a quote to end it. Okay. Oh, you, did you have a quote? Yeah, you I can't. Oh, okay. Oh, shoot. I didn't know you had a quote. Let's, you act like you act like I, I. Well, you came to my house like unprepared, and I was like, for like this this topic, and See, you're what, like, I'm what, going off the flow. And I'm what's like, oh, funny okay. is I always find a quote like that fits perfectly during y'all's talking. So oh, that's what you're doing. Multitask. Yeah, no, that's really <laughs> fucking off. No, oh. <laughs> but to close it out, I like this one from uh, Michelle Obama. She says, "You should never view your challenges as a disadvantage. Instead, it's important for you to understand that your experience the that your experience facing and overcoming adversity is actually one of your biggest advantages. That was fire. Mm, that, that That's was good. good. Really yeah. good. Because mine was very, mine was exactly the same ish. <laughs> the, the same, most, but not the same. The most <laughs> successful people view adversity not as a stumbling block, but as a stepping stone to greatness. Oh, they same just, thing. Yeah. <laughs> Ebonics. That's about it. Uh, <laughs> end it. But all right. Um, yeah, as always, we appreciate you joining us uh, today. You were born to be great. Go be great. Have a great week. And uh, until next time, peace and love.